Welcome to another edition of Off the Bench, presented by the Alibaba Group. Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com. Joining me today is Chris Gehring from WashingtonWizards.com. Uh, we've got a jam-packed episode for you today, uh, talking about the last four games uh, that the Wizards have played here at Capital One Arena, uh, some about the upcoming slate, uh, and we've got an interview with former Wizards guard and the 11th all-time assist leader in NBA history, Andre Miller, uh, coming up later in this episode. Interesting to catch up with him, someone who really like uh, endured the game and really yeah. misses it. Um, so an interesting interview with him. Uh, but before we get to that, we want to talk about two magnificent Wizards wins from the last week over the two teams that were second at the time in their respective conferences, the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, two losses to the the Magic and the Blazers that we will kind of brush upon just because they, they weren't close in the fourth quarter, but the wins were just spectacular. Um, let's start with Miami. The three M's for the Wizards. <laughs> Garrison Matthews, Jan Mahinmi, Jordan McRae go off, uh, lead them to victory, and probably at the time the most stunning win of the year yeah. uh, for the Wizards. No question. I mean, it's it's funny. We were talking just just before the Nuggets game that in, in every successful Wizards win or, you know, in any game that you leave the game feeling like, you know, this team made progress, so-and-so made progress, the young group came together a little bit more tonight – it's been a different player that's really stepped up and raised the game. But in, in this game, it was Garrison Matthews, 28 points, 29 from Jordan McRae, both re- remarkably efficient, by the way. I think that's something that Garrison Matthews in particular said coming out of college that the biggest knock on him was shot selection and you know all these things that maybe inefficiencies that – uh, just didn't really jump out to scouts. And, and in this game, uh, he only took nine um, nine field goal attempts, was four for seven from three, scored 28 points. That is a um, that is a remarkable night. It's something that probably hasn't happened in the NBA very often. If I, and so He was like the 17th player to ever do, or 23rd. Yeah, yeah, Too many just, stats to keep track of. Right. I mean, we've had, and we've had so many of those in, these, in this last homestand where I feel like every game Jackson's been emailing Elias being like, how often has this happened in mm-hmm. NBA history? And it's and it's just been remarkable to watch everybody every single game has had a different person step up and i think that's been the fun the most fun part of you know injuries are never fun but it's been the most fun part of this homestand and you, you can't forget Jan Mahimi shooting 10 of 11 scoring 25 points it was it was really an outstanding win in a game without Bradley Beal by the way I, I really just um, a true team effort which is a cliche thing to say but when you don't have a star player that can really just take that load that like Brad has often done for this team um, there's nothing else to say it was easily I think the most impressive win of the season until we got to that Denver game yeah and to touch on Garrison too now that he's getting more minutes we're seeing more of his game I mean that was really his right. coming out party to the whole league there's so many people who had no idea who he was and you, you really can't blame them I mean he's a two-way undrafted guy out of Lipscomb the first NBA player out of that college and the one thing that we're noticing about Garrison is that he really knows how to draw fouls on his three-point attempts because he jumps so much players have no idea who have never played against him have no idea um, and he he basically just draws a foul at least once or twice a game now on his three-point attempts yeah it's 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 it really is interesting to watch the the nuance of his game. I think has he's grown really, really quickly. And you know, the shot selection thing is something that he says it's something he's still working on. Something that the coach is focused focused on with him from the jump, from when he came in. But I think you can see him 
realizing already the power that as he moves, as he creeps up those scouting reports, as he becomes, you know, more of a known quantity, I think we've already seen him kind of recognize that, okay, now guys are going to close out really hard on me really quickly. Now I can do other things. Now I can drive past them a little bit. I can create other spaces. And he he's starting to realize those things, and it'll be just – it'll be really fascinating to see how far he can take that and how far um, – in this Wizards team when guys start coming back uh, how that all shakes out because as, w- as we'll talk about a little bit more there are some guys that are nearing returns which is exciting for the Wizards it's it's it seems to be about time they've had a lot of guys out for a long time but he's made his place in this team and it's it's been really fun to watch in the in the interim and talking to him after uh, the Nug- the Nuggets game I believe it was or one of the games over the, you know, they all bunched together at this point. (laughs) He was saying that one of the hardest things for him is getting adjusted to the screening from his teammates compared to college because he was the focal point in college. He had the ball in his hands a lot more, but now he's kind of like a Clay Thompson light for the Wizards off the bench in terms of he just spots up, he can shoot from any angle. Um, So it's interesting to see how he's learning as he goes. And keep in mind, he hasn't even played that much in the G League because he was hurt. True. Yeah. So he's he's really like less than ten professional basketball games into the year at this point, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so Orlando game, Bradley Beal returns, um, yeah. but he in the first quarter there was kind of a, a crazy injury where Jonathan Isaac and him bump knees. Isaac really hurts his knee. He's going to be out uh, for two months now. I, th- I was reported. Right. Yeah. So, um, luckily, he didn't tear anything, but Brad kind of re-aggravated his injury. He's fine. I mean, yeah. it's it's more so let's just rest him. Clearly, they can win without him They That's, against yeah. some of these the best opponents. And, again, this year's about development, getting guys healthy, especially with how many injuries the, the Wizards have had here. Uh, mm-hmm. But he did return, scored 27 points. I mean, he, yeah. he looked like old Brad. We expect him to be back this week. Yeah. We jumped to Friday against Portland against, you know, Carmelo's homecoming, Lillard, yeah. McCollum. It was a lot to handle, but Jordan McRae had a big night, 35 points, took on Brad's role as that guy with the ball in his hands, pick and roll. Um, kind of – it's interesting because I think when Brad comes back, you you, you probably think they're going to start next to each other now. Yeah, you would think. Maybe uh, at the two and the three, depending on IT-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but he showed a lot in that game. Um, the Wizards, you know, kind of let it go late in the game, but it was still a strong effort. I mean – tough opponent you're playing against some of the best offensive players in the league yeah we'll just fast forward then to Saturday which going to that game no Bradley Beal you're playing basically the deepest team in the NBA um in terms of their depth uh at each position and the Wizards just came out after they were trailing nine to two I mean just an explosion Ish Smith obviously the focal point of that game Troy Brown Jr. had another great game but just like Another Wizards win comes out of nowhere. They just out-hustle the other team. I know after the game, Jamal Murray, who had a big night, said we just didn't respect our opponent, and that's going to happen a lot yeah. with this Wizards team this season. No question. It's it, it was another game where somebody stepped up and took the stage. In this case, it was Ish Smith. He scored 32 points. Um, he dished out eight assists. And, and that's the thing that's so funny is that every time in one of these games, it's like a, it's like a little, like, it's – it they when when a new guy takes a stage like ish the the floor that the floor just opens up for everybody else and you see things like isak bonga got easy buckets he was five for six he scored 15 points that's just something his career his career high and it's something that you know the attention 
being diverted to somebody else. It's, it's so funny how it opens up opportunity for everybody. Um, Anzez Pasechnik, excuse me, 13 points in that game. Uh, Troy Brown was outstanding again, and he's starting to put together these more. He, he's getting these games more closely together. He's starting to be more consistent with his game. I think that's really exciting. It's something that as we have these games where Ish, um, you know, really puts together a highlight real performance. I mean, he was impossible to guard in this game. They threw a ton of guys at him. He dribbled around pretty much everybody. And the thing that's interesting is that he has the ability to finish. He has the ability to score. And when he gets that going, he starts making some jump shots. And then he always has had that ability to find open guys. He's had a knack for making the right pass and and the flashy pass as well. And so he had all those things going, and everybody benefited from it. And it was just something that you could tell the Nuggets were, were kind of shell-shocked. Uh, in that second half, there was just no answer. And the Wizards just kept going. They kept pouring it on. And it's it's really it's been the motto for this team that they just keep fighting no matter what. Sometimes that's going to mean against you know against a team like Portland. Sometimes that's not going to be enough. On some nights, you're going to lose. Um, but... In games like this with the Nuggets, the Heat game, I think in a season for growth, those games, as long as they come every now and again, they keep recurring, guys keep getting a little bit more consistent, it is, um, it's the encouragement that you're looking for as a fan, as a front office, as they try to build this thing back up the right way. I think they're getting the wins that they want along the way, and, it's, and they're starting to pile up a little bit, which is, which is really, really fun against good teams. The funny thing about Ish was – against the Blazers uh, he was really upset about how much he was missing his mid-range shot in that game Mm -hmm. and so he comes in he's been one of the best mid-range shooters in the league all year and then Saturday he just can't miss he's pulling out all these moves he did like the MJ on the baseline like I mean he just couldn't be guarded he was dribbling everywhere the bench was going crazy and then on Troy Brown Jr. you know he started a few games this week coach Brooks decides to move him back to the bench Jordan McRae starts Saturday Troy just has 14 points right away 18 in the first half I believe uh, finishes a point shy of his career high and he's now scoring double digits in nine straight games off the bench so I think he's gonna be coming off the bench the rest of the year at this point unless they need to emergency start him same with Ish Smith I think he just fits better with the bench you want him to get out there pair him with shooters you know I'm not sure if Bertans is gonna start when he comes back but you have Matthews and Bertans running with Ish Smith you're gonna get some open shots so um that was quite the game. Uh, few locker room celebrations, you know, so many career highs going on. Um, it's been a year of career highs. I mean, no almost kidding. every player has really surpassed their career total. I mean, even veterans like Ish, I mean, like right. he's been in the league forever, never had scored more than 28, scores 32 against Denver. Uh, after the Denver game and the following morning, the Wizards did have to make some roster moves as their medical hardship uh, exemptions were expiring. Uh, they waived Jonathan Williams, who contributed well and, you know, his limited action with the team, started a few games, gave him good energy. And then Justin Robinson on Sunday morning was also waived, uh, been with the team since he went undrafted yeah, in the beginning yeah. of the year, summer league, et cetera. Not easy to see him go, but it kind of was the logical decision. If you look at the roster and what was to come, Gary Payton looks like he's earned himself a spot for the rest of the year. And in order to do that and have guys contributing right now um, – Justin was the guy to go and unfortunately also for both those guys they don't the Wizards don't have or the Go-Go doesn't have their rights doesn't mean they can't come back in the system at some point but right now they're being waived another team can claim them 
Um, so that's the bad news for them. You never want to see players go. The good news, though, that means that unless the Wizards are applying for more exemptions, which they could be, there's a lot of guys out, you know, C.J. Miles, John Wall look like they could be out for the year. Yep. Mo Wagner could be a while. Rui Hashimura, we know, will be reevaluated in two weeks. That means that some other guys must be coming back. Thomas Bryant, Davis Bertans, predominantly those two. Hopefully in the next one to two weeks, maybe sooner. Uh, so that was kind of the gist with those moves. But interestingly enough, I'm curious now, what is the rotation going to look like when you have yeah. Thomas Bryant come back, when you have uh, Davis Bertans come back? Pashesnik has been really good off the yeah, bench, been, yeah. especially on defense. Yeah. And then Jan's been starting; he's playing well. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna see someone lose minutes, and I'm just curious how this is gonna look. Yeah, it's gonna be super interesting. And and obviously, when you have Brad back, and he when he's feeling himself, obviously he will take a bulk of the minutes. I think the the guard situation probably a little bit clearer. I think obviously Bradley, um, Jordan, McRae make a lot of sense. They're going to get heavy minutes. They've been playing s- extremely well. Um, but you're right. The the Pasheknicks, Mahinmi, um, they they have really stepped up. Everybody has gotten an opportunity this season. Literally everybody on the roster has gotten a big opportunity, and almost everyone has taken huge advantage of it. I mean, if you think of AP, the way that he was, I mean, he was out of the league. He was a first round pick out of the league for a long time. Never even got to play in the league. Right, he was so far out. Yeah, of it. and so all of a sudden he's back. He's getting regular minutes. And he's posting near double-double in a pretty efficient manner. I mean, not a ton of minutes for him, but he's come in and he's really improved. And so I think it's just the 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 culture of this team, they're able to win in pretty much any way they have to, they're, or at least have success, challenge the opponent. Um, there are some nights where it's not enough. You have a short bench, things aren't falling, shots aren't falling, and, and things happen. But the way that this team has been able to adjust on the fly – the amount of starting the amount of starting lineups that they've put out there the amount of mixing and matching that coach brooks has has done and by the way has had to do i mean it's out of necessity um it'll be very very interesting to see how he distributes those big man minutes um you know Rui's still a little while away mo still a little while away but think about down the road maybe after the all-star break when all of these guys are back um it's a good problem to have but it's a it's a roster full of guys that of young guys that you want all of them to continue to grow. You want all of them to continue to find opportunities. And so it's going to be a, uh, it's really going to be a puzzle when everybody's back healthy, because the way this team is played injured, you almost start to think like, man, when all these guys that have shown flashes are all back together, how, how good can they be this season and going forward? You just don't know, but um, there's a lot of promise and it's going to be figuring out, what the role is for all of those bright stars that have been really kind of come out of nowhere for this team. And you look ahead now, without Jonathan Williams and without uh, Bertans coming back, Kachimura, at yeah, least tonight future. against the Celtics, yeah. you actually catch a good matchup against them because they play small definitely in terms of size. But then you have to go to Orlando again against a team who's basically been their kryptonite who plays yeah. big. Yeah. And then Friday against Atlanta, we don't know what John Collins' status is, but another smaller sure. team. Yeah. But then Sunday, Utah with Gobert in the middle. Yeah. A little French matchup with Mahinmi. For sure. Uh, so it's going to be a difficult week for the Wizards, for sure. <laughs> Same par for the course for no what it's been. Yeah. Uh, but we'll start with the Celtics, a team that we saw once already this year. Kemba Walker's sick. He's out. Um, but basically everyone else is playing. Gordon Hayward's back. We didn't see him in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, interested to see 
what they look like right now without Kemba. But Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have been two-way forces. I mean, yes. might one of them or both might earn All-Star uh, spots. Uh, just interested to see how they go without Kemba. For sure, I think you know having having a guy like Marcus Smart, who's kind of a he's always been a glue guy for this team, is invaluable to them for as long as as Kemba is out. But you're right, uh, Tatum and Brown, both 20-point scorers, both rebounding at a really good level for their position. Um, both have really turned into two-way players that can that can swing to a lot of different positions, which I think was it was always the expectation of Jalen Brown. I think Jalen or uh, Jason Tatum was profiled more as like a heavy heavy scorer, yeah. guy with the ball in his hands, can take guys one on one and just score from everywhere. I think he's rounded out into a more uh, a complete player really fast, and so sure. that has expedited the process for Boston, no question, and. You know, just a ton of talent on the floor for them at all times, and they have those guys that keep it all together. Your Marcus Smart, Anus Cantor, um, Daniel Tice, some bigs that the Wizards will have to will have to reckon with. Cantor, a guy who is just he's a load to deal with in the paint. So it's it's a very tough, very tough matchup for the Wizards. Always will be, no matter what. Um, but it, it will be a, another good litmus test to see where this team is, and it's another opportunity for them. You, you, you look at it from their, from the Wizards' standpoint, it's another opportunity to measure yourself, to take down a giant in the, in the league. And for a team that everybody's fighting, everybody's fighting for uh, more minutes, more future in the NBA, uh, it's, a, it's another big opportunity for them. Yeah, and they'll probably have their offense go through Gordon Hayward instead of Kemba, yep. uh, which has been successful for them the past year-plus. Uh, and then, you know, Brad Stevens is never going to let his team be surprised by an opponent. I don't know. Maybe last year they were a few times. But this year, for sure, they've not played down to their opponents. Yeah. I think the word is going to be out on the Wizards once you beat the Heat and the Nuggets in the same week. No question. So we'll have to see how, how the Boston game goes. But, you know, I think if Beal plays, who's had a lot of success against the Celtics over the years, it should be a, a close game. The atmosphere mm-hmm. will be really good. Um, anytime you play a Boston team in any sport, that just seems to be the way it goes. Definitely. And then in Orlando Wednesday, I mean, our fourth matchup with the Magic <laughs> this year. Um, as Jacob said on the last podcast, is his farewell. It seems like every day we play the Orlando Magic. No kidding. Is the case the past the past Wednesday and the following Wednesday? Uh, no, Jonathan Isaac. Obviously, we saw him go down. I don't think we need to talk too much about this team because we know a lot about them, but. Obviously, the Wizards need to, f- to watch the tape and figure out something to stop Fournier, Augustine, yeah. uh, Vucevic, obviously. He's an all-star for a reason, um, but that'll be interesting. Uh, Friday, home against the Hawks, a team we have not seen but will obviously play four times. Trey Young is obviously having this insane season statistically. Hasn't really translated to wins. They haven't been fully healthy. John Collins got hurt again the other night, but he's questionable. Uh, this week, I'm assuming he'll play Friday if he doesn't have setbacks. So to see that one-two punch, got some rookies, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. Don't really have a steadiness at center with Alex Len. I mean, he's become a quality player, probably Definitely. better than people expected. I think so, um, yeah. But I'm in- very interested to watch Trey Young again, see how he's grown. Yeah, I, he he can be an electric player. And I, and I know that with the all-star voting coming out and him being really, really far ahead – um, there's been all these pieces and all this talk about his defense and all this stuff. And I, as a young player in the league, I think that, yes, while Trey Young's defense is, is far from elite, there's no question about that, his, 
his playmaking ability, his scoring ability, um, those two things are elite. And I think that's still something that the Hawks are, are proud of and, and can build around. He's almost averaging 29 points a game. That's remarkable. Uh, that's something that is really, really difficult to do in this league. And so you can't take that away from him. And you know, we'll see Jabari Parker come back. It'd be interesting to see how he's doing. He's playing fairly well for them. And uh, the rest of it is just a, it's a bunch of young guys that – the their best basketball has to be ahead of them it's been a interesting year they were definitely a they were talked about as like a playoff sleeper because of the talent level the lottery level talent that's on this team in collins and hunter jabari even and so it's it's been a letdown no question i think everybody expected more from this team uh but nevertheless yeah they are a team that i think they'll if, if, if last season holds true they'll always play you hard they might not always win um but much like the wizards they're they're still fighting. They're still scrapping for it, and we'll see. I foresee this being a very high-scoring game. Definitely. The MO of both teams, offense, offense, offense. Then yep. Sunday, a little matinee. Uh, luckily, we won't miss too much. We'll miss one football game. You know, yeah, that's Not right. the end of the world. We're used to it. That's right. Uh, but the Utah Jazz, another team on paper before the season, title contender. Yep. Watch out. One of the best starting fives in the league. Hasn't – has been playing better of late, but has not hit their potential. They got some new pieces with Mike Conley Jr., Boyan Bogdanovich, who we're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Favors is gone, but otherwise, I mean, they've gotten. I mean, they're a good team. I wouldn't. They just got Jordan Clarkson, just but I wouldn't Jordan call Clarkson, them deep yeah. by any means. Yeah. They don't have the depth they've had in past years, but really tough team to play against. They're going to go 100% every night. No question. You look at the role players, and I agree. I think that's the thing where you look down the roster just a bit. And, and you kind of wonder where the support is going to come from. But they've won five straight going into, going into play this week. They're finally figuring it out. Donovan Mitchell has been outstanding again. Um, Mike Conley is the, is the piece that everyone's talked about, that he's got to find it. He's got to figure out a way to be a more um, consistent, high-level contributor. And I, I don't think that he's at the age yet where you could say, like, that's not coming. I think it's, it's, it's coming from him. There's no question that he'll figure it out and find it. He's an extremely cerebral player. He'll figure it out and how to work with these guys. We know one thing about um, Bogdanovich, too, is that he's, you know, he's a good teammate. They, this group, I think, will figure it out, especially with Quinn Snyder at the head. Um, and they've, they've started to do that. So it makes them a really tough matchup. Rudy Gobert is a hard matchup for anybody. Um, it's, he's really hard to deal with in the paint. And if we're looking at Wizards' depth down low, um, it's something that bigs have bigs have troubled the Wizards this year, no question about it. Going back to Vuce, the Vucevic conversation as well, so another really hard match. I mean, this month has been just one after the one after the other of really difficult matchups, and the Wizards have held up to it so far. I, I've been really really impressed with how they've battled each and every team, and so this is another example. It's it's another one of those things too on the on the West Coast teams coming east for early games you never know what those early start times um sometimes you can catch a team sleeping a little bit the wizards have won some 1 p.m 2 p.m games against west coast teams before over the year so just a little that's a a very weird nugget to think about but you just never know well especially it it appears this is going to be the start of a three-game road trip for the jazz so Mm -hmm. they'll probably fly in saturday or, yeah, I would assume Saturday, and they're going to have one day to adjust. I mean, it's a two-hour difference at this time of year, I True. believe, So, or at all times. I'm thinking of Arizona as the weird one. Right. Uh, so, 
yeah, I mean, it's going to feel like noon for them, 1 p.m. It's going to be kind of a strange game. Definitely. Uh, so could sneak one by him. Uh, before we get to Andre Miller, just wanted to say Scott Brooks doing a tremendous job with this group. No question. Doesn't get a lot of credit the past couple of years. I think a lot of people, you know, don't really appreciate his development, but when we're really seeing it with this group. Uh, I think the coaching staff from the Wizards to the Go-Go has done a really good job to prepare them and just make them feel confident. I mean, these are guys, a lot of them have never really played in the NBA, really playing well. Um, But coming up on the other side of the break, we have former Wizards uh, point guard Andre Miller. A really great interview to talk to him. It was during halftime of the Nuggets game Saturday. Little did we know the Wizards were going to hold on to that lead. Uh, It was myself, Chris, and Jackson Filio. Uh, So enjoy that interview, and we'll talk to you soon. We're joined now at halftime of Wizards Nuggets with former Wizard Andre Miller. Andre, how are you today? Are you enjoying your experience as a, a Wizards alumni? Yes, I am. Happy to be here, having a good time. Got some good hosts behind me, so uh, it's been all good so far. Uh, our first question is: We were looking back, kind of at your tenure in the NBA, long, long career. You played in eighty-two games so many times, and nowadays it's like nobody plays eighty-two games. You played like eighty or more games, like over uh, ten times in your career. Is yeah. that about you, or is the NBA just going soft? I think it's about the person. Um, you know, I think, you know, you got to take pride in, in your job. Um, I think now a lot of guys are taking the easy way out. And, you know, I think I, I never lost uh, vision or focused on why why I was able to have a long career. And that, that was my motivation. So, you know, I try to tell some of the young guys when I do cross them, you know, don't don't take that opportunity for granted because, you know, the career goes by fast, you know, and I, I can't even tell you, you know, how how many games or how many such and such, you know, assists and all that stuff that I had. Well, you're 11th went by. all-time in assists. Well, I know that part. <laughs> I, know, I know that part, but, um, you know, um, it, it goes by fast. So I try to tell the guys don't take it for granted because, you know, they, they work hot, hard in high school and, in college and then you get to the NBA and now you want to say uh I'm on low management so <laughs> you know I guess that's the thing now but you kind of kind of got to respect it given what a lot of the wizards guys are dealing with now in terms of injuries um you know we've seen a lot of guys come up from the G League team and get signed on um you know shorter contracts and have the opportunity to to prove themselves um you know guys that have made stops for a couple different franchises around the league you you had a, a journeyman aspect to your career as well. It was a little different. You were starting for a lot of the teams that you were playing for. Mm-hmm. But for those guys who um, are on you know stop number two, three, or four, uh, or for those who know they're going to have to continue to fight to prove themselves in this league because maybe they weren't a first round pick. What advice do you have for those guys um, specifically? Um, I got a chance to speak with um, what's the kid number twenty four, the shooter. Yeah. And, um, you know, he came up to me and said something to me, and, and he asked me for my advice. And, and there's a reason why there's 13 or 15 guys on the NBA team because it's a long season. Guys get hurt. You know, guys take breaks and low management and, you know, think they could come back and, and just turn it on, and then they get hurt. And um, I told him, you know, just 
just take advantage of, you know, the opportunity you have, you know, practice as much as you can, be in the gym as much as you can because you never know who's watching you. Um, you know, whatever you do, somebody's going to spread the word. And if it doesn't work here in Washington, you know, all it takes for you to tell somebody, uh, Tommy Shepard, thank you for the opportunity. They seen you put in all the hard work and they're going to spread that rumor and spread the message to somebody else. And they're going to say, oh, I want that guy on my team. So um, that's what I try to tell guys. Um, for him, he was receptive, but that's why there's 15 guys on the team because guys do get hurt. And, and everybody, if you're in the NBA, you're going to get an opportunity. And if you don't, it, it must be a reason why you're not. Either you're not working hard enough or circumstances. But for the most part, 90%, over 90% of the time, guys do get an opportunity to show what they can do. You, you were teammates with uh, a couple of the stars on this team, and I just wanted to ask you about the growth that, you, that you've seen, that you saw when you played with, with John and Brad, but that you've seen for the, the career after, after you left the Wizards. How, how far have they come as, as players, as leaders, um, when you watch them now and when you watch them after you, after you were with this team? When I, when I came here, I guess I was kind of like the missing piece backup. <laughs> I guess to help the team get to the to the next level in the playoffs and one thing I can say about those two guys a lot of people ask me about you know which teams that I enjoy playing on and I always judge the teams that I play on um, by the guys that I played with that I would imagine that would play basketball if there was no money involved and those two guys were two of the guys that when I got here I was like these guys are pretty passionate more of the passionate guys you know that um that care about playing basketball care about getting better and unfortunately you know wall is dealing with a few things with the injuries and stuff and you know that that's a part of the game but you know to sit in that locker room and, and see you know the practice that they put in the amount of shots they get up um and i think after i forgot the one series we lost indian indiana it was the second round, and these guys were actually crying. It wasn't like, you know, like a few tears for crying. It was like, you know, they got a whooping. <laughs> but, um, you know, those guys care about basketball, and it, it made me feel, you know, I think I was the oldest guy that, at the time on that team, maybe 38, 39 years old, to come in and see that. You know, it kind of gave me some motivation, like, hey, you know, I – I'm going out the right way. I'm playing with some good guys. I'm playing on an actual team. You uh, were in Denver also when Coach Brooks was an assistant. What do you remember about him uh, as an assistant, and now what is it like as you've seen him go through OKC and now uh, with the Wizards? Scotty Brooks was a jokester. When I was in Denver, he was fun. He He worked with the point guards a lot, so to have a guy with that experience of him playing with Houston and to be able to come in and, and, and know what it's like to be in the NBA and what knows what it's like to be a point guard, you know, it kind of helped me a lot. Um, and, and then, you know, just what he learned from being around George Carl and other coaches, he was able to parlay that into a coaching job. And I think, you know, especially with this team, you know, he had a team that was already developed in OKC, but Especially with this team, you know, watching from a distance, I actually thought the Wizards would have a worse record than what they really have. But they're they're putting guys out there, and that the guys that are getting opportunities and they're competing. 
They're competing and they're developing, and that's the best that you can ask for for the Wizards with, a, with the amount of injuries that they have. So, you know, I'm a big fan of Scotty. You know, he, he knows what he's talking about. He, he knows how to deal with the players, and, and that's what the players need in this day and age is somebody that they can relate to as far as a guy that's been a player and understands how to manage your body and, you know, when to back off and when to push you. You said Scott Brooks was a bit of a jokester when he was an assistant. Are there any stories in particular that you remember? No, just a lot of shooting games, a lot of shooting games, a lot of, you know, one-on-one drills. But, you know, he had a playful side, and he also had a serious learning side. And, you know, you know that team that he was on, it was a lot of characters in Denver, <laughs> that team that we were on. So, you know, he had to deal with a lot of egos and attitudes on that team. So, you know, he brought a little bit of uh, – relaxation with George Call and the amount of attitudes on that team. How important is it when you talk about balancing when you when you need to put your head down and work hard and when you need to take a lighter moment throughout an eighty two game season, is it is it difficult to draw that line and is it is it true that like the best teams that you've been on balance that the best? Well actually I I look at it from a different perspective. Uh, I think I mean a lot of people talk about chemistry wins in the NBA, which I think that's total crap. You know, I think talent wins. If you look at the history of the NBA, the Shaq and the Kobe's, the Tim Duncan's and the Ginobili's and Parker's, if you look around the history of the league, the teams that won had talent. They didn't have, those guys probably never even hung out together. But, um, you know, it, you know it, it does help. You know, now guys are taking more time out to – go to dinner together and and that was something that I didn't take advantage of. I was I was actually too business. I was too too worried about staying focused and 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 going out and doing my job that I actually forgot about actually being a teammate. And um you know, I did it a different way as far as trying to lead by example as being a professional and it kind of helped and it kind of hurt, you know. So, you know, it's it's different now, you know, I I think that's one thing that's a, that's helping the league. Guys are becoming more social, especially with the social media stuff. You know, guys are doing all kind of stuff, meeting up, working out together in the summers. I've never never done that. So, you know, that's that's definitely a plus. Uh, speaking of business, you know, what are you up to now, post-playing career, and or what can you share with us that you're up to? Um, I guess you uh, <laughs> I guess you know I'm a private person. Yeah. But um um really the the first 2 years after basketball was tough for me, you know, just the routine part, the napping and sleeping and I probably for 2 years I probably slept probably over 12 hours a day. Too long, but um now just kind of family try to kind of stay away from basketball. I like watching it. I don't like to really go to games as much because I kind of get like an itch or, you know, a little bit uh, chills, chills, yeah. So, you know, I love the game, but, you know, I try to keep my distance as much as I can. So try to try to figure out um, what else is my purpose in life besides dribbling the basketball for 22 years. So I have a picture that I want to show you. Yeah, it's ugly. There's one. no way you're going to remember this photo. Okay. But I was at the airport at LAX during All Star in 2011, and we took a photo together. <laughs> you had no hair. That's what's up. And got on my 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 uh 
What's that Animal Kingdom sweater? <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't know son. if you were at All Star. Where was that at? In, at LAX in 2011. So All Star was there in LA. So I don't know if you were oh. going to support some, you know. I was some going friend. to party. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> That's where I was going. <laughs> the truth comes out. But yeah. yeah, it was funny when they were like, Andre Miller's going to be here set. I was like, I got to find this picture. Like, I just randomly ran into you. Oh, that's and I, cool. you know, big hoops fan. I was like, that's Andre Miller. Like, yeah. So. Without the hair. I thought you yeah, were going to pull up the hair. something funny. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't disrespect With you. With all like the that. hair. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we want to keep it quick with you. You got a, a big agenda tonight and, and some fun plans afterwards. So uh, we appreciate you, you know, joining the Wizards again as an alumnus and, and coming on the podcast. Yeah, always. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Andre.